and welcome. This is the UC Santa Cruz News Roundup podcast for the weeks of May 7 to May 25, 2018. I'm Gwen Jordanay, and I'm an editor in the Communications and Marketing Office at UC Santa Cruz. And I'm Dan White. I'm a writer for the Communications and Marketing Office at UC Santa Cruz. And we're going to get into the recent news from UC Santa Cruz, all of which you can find at news.ucsc.edu. But first, exciting, we have a sponsor again. Finally. Can you believe this? I know, it's been weeks. A word from our sponsor. Every day and every day. This is an amazing sponsor, don't you think? Yeah, because remember, we're talking about every day. That's two separate words. And then every day. One word, and what do people do, Gwen? Do they mix them up all the time and drive you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> just on purpose, right? <laughs> just do. to get your goat? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, I know I'm sensitive, I'm a grammar person, but one is one word, and one is two words. So every day I write the book. By right? Elvis Costello. One word or two. <laughs> what would Elvis Costello do? He, he would break it up and He'd say, <laughs> Every day I write an everyday book. <laughs> he probably would. Um, In the Elvis Costello song, it's two words because it's the adverb meaning each day, as in I get up at 6 a.m. every day. I write the book every day, and it's written as two separate words. But when you use it as an adjective, meaning happening or used every day, it's one word, as in everyday routines, like brushing your teeth. Or it can also mean commonplace, as in everyday drugs, like aspirin. So you could totally say, every day I write an everyday book. You, do, you like could. Like it's, it's lackluster. I think we need to contact Elvis Costello I, and tell him to write a new song. Absolutely. Thank you, generous it's sponsor. It's important to separate them so you don't confuse people who are easily confused, such exactly. as such as us. Exactly. Be clear. All right. Now, on with the news. Yep. I do have some really big news to share. Beth Shapiro, a professor of ecology and evolutionary biology here at UC Santa Cruz, was among 19 top scientists selected by the Howard Hughes Medical Institute, the HHMI, to become HHMI investigators. This means she'll get support to move her research in creative new directions, and she'll receive roughly $8 million over a seven-year term. This for, is for, for incredible. Research, not for like a beach house. <laughs> well, that might buy you a beach house in Santa Cruz. She'll, Half of one. She'll, she'll be joining David Hausler, professor of biomolecular engineering at UC Santa Cruz, who's been an HHMI investigator since 2000. HHMI investigators are widely recognized for their creativity and research accomplishments, so this is a really big deal. Shapiro is a leader in the field of ancient DNA using genetic material recovered from the remains of plants and animals that lived a long time ago to study evolution and explore how species and ecosystems have changed over time. She isolated the oldest DNA yet recovered from a 700,000-year-old horse bone, as well as the oldest viral DNA and RNA, and she was the first to apply ancient DNA in population genetics. She's focused much of her work on the large mammals that lived in the Arctic long before humans colonized North America, including woolly mammoths, ancient horses, bears, and bison. This research can provide valuable insights into how species and ecosystems responded to rapid global warming at the end of the last ice age. 
So wow, congratulations, I, Professor Shapiro. I just think it's so cool that she's doing something constructive with recovered ancient DNA as opposed to creating an amusement park where everything gets out <laughs> and eats you. Yeah, she could be doing that, I'm sure. I'm sure she got in yeah. some offers from that. And she said, nope, it's unethical. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, and some more good news for all UC students. Our own Allison Galloway, a forensic anthropologist and UC Santa Cruz professor, who also served as campus provost and executive vice chancellor for six years, will retire from teaching this year. So she's created a new online forensic anthropology course. Galloway worried that she'd be replaced by someone who would teach from a textbook rather than from experience in the field. Right now, she says she's the only active and board-certified forensic anthropologist in the UC system. Besides teaching the technical skills, the examination of bones and teeth, the course also will enlighten students about the things they don't find in textbooks, the connection to the victims, the way it feels to work around human death day after day. 70 students from UC Santa Cruz and UC Santa Barbara have already signed up for the class, which will preserve Galloway's unique teaching ability even after she leaves the classroom. The course, which includes lectures, lab time, and online discussion, covers everything from determining the age, sex, and race of human remains to figuring out how and when someone died. It also examines the legal role of the physical anthropologist. It's not open to the public, but it offers university credit. The campus's online education department spent about 300 hours filming and producing the course and also helped develop a hands-on lab component. It's, I think, not to interrupt you, although I'm totally, That's okay. totally doing that, <laughs> no but worries. I just think that we're so lucky that she is preserving these lectures and doing this. I went and saw her do a teach-in about what she does for yeah. a living and her science and what she does. and. It was so immediate and so powerful and impactful. And um, yes, the visuals were a bit more than I was prepared to see mm. initially. But I, it just, she is really such a great communicator. And so I think it's wonderful that her voice and her knowledge will be around uh, even after she retires. I think it's, it's a good move. Yeah, and she's, um, she's big time. I mean, she was one of the main people working on the Lacey Peterson case, and so yep. it's amazing that UC students will get to benefit from her knowledge. Yep. It's, it's, it's a really good thing, and I'm glad that people were forward-thinking enough to put that together. I think it's good. Yeah. Good move. The course will be offered again in the summer and is funded as part of the UC System's $10 million Innovation Learning Technology Initiative. All right, so Dan, what's on your news radar? Well, speaking of the world of science and the human body, a UC Santa Cruz faculty member is looking into ways that the human eye, in a sense, could uh, repair itself uh, somewhat after trauma, after injury. Now, the brain's ability to form new neural connections after injury. It's amazing, by the way, this ability. It's called neuroplasticity. It's very important in the recovery process for people who have suffered from a brain injury, from a brain trauma. Mm. But the process is really hard to study, and it's not actually all that well understood after all this time. But Alexander Schur, he's an associate professor of physics at UC Santa Cruz, an author of a new study, has found that neurons in the retina can make new connections and restore some connectivity after injury and after disease. Now, 
just some quick grounding here. People can lose their vision for a variety of reasons, but one major cause is disease that causes light-sensing photoreceptors in your retina to degenerate. Mm. Now, medical researchers have been looking for ways to improve, to at least partially restore vision by replacing some of those lost photoreceptors. But here's the tricky part. For the process to work, those new photoreceptors would really have to connect properly to the neural circuitry in your retina. Think of it as kind of an internal electrical wiring system inside the eye. But sure says there's some hope if these new photoreceptors can be introduced to the eye and survive that transplant, and if those important connections can be reestablished. As part of the study, get this, Sure and his colleagues have been looking at the eyes of squirrels. Hmm. Now, why are these rodents? Well, for one thing, because of the way that a squirrel's eye is designed, if you can call it that, or evolved, <laughs> it just makes it somewhat easier for scientists to really examine and track those connections in the retina. Hmm. So, uh, I could. There's much more nuanced information online about this when you look at the online version of it, but. Um, but really, it's a fascinating study that he's doing. It could really yeah. have some important applications. And um, before I get too trapped up in the science of this, I'm going to move from squirrels to bees, uh, talking to you a little bit about an undergraduate here at UC Santa Cruz, an environmental studies major named Forrest, appropriate enough, <laughs> Forrest Perry, who is handcrafting bee hotels, which are very low priced. Oh. You'll be happy to know. <laughs> A little cramped. Oh. I don't want to get stung. Best place in Santa Cruz. <laughs> Absolutely. Fixer-upper. Got to get the bees out of there first. No. Um, as you know, uh, Santa Cruz is a housing crisis. And <laughs> yeah. Okay, he's building bee hotels in six gardens so far around Santa Cruz County this spring. He's really concerned, like many of us, that the population of European honeybees is crashing worldwide. To see if he can help them out, give them a little boost, he's hoping to create these welcoming homes for bees, especially solitary bees that might be hanging out on their own but are really good uh, pollinators. I didn't realize that there was a correlation between a loner bee, seriously, and being a really good pollinator. Uh, here's a fun fact. Solitary bees are commonly called mason bees for their use of mud or other masonry materials to construct their nests. Wow. Anyhow, he... Uh, Hopes uh, his handcrafted bee hotels will be especially attractive to those solo bees. And he made these things in the campus wood shop and welding studio, which I love. Nice. I love the fact that there's an environmental application for that kind of artistry yeah. and creativity. And he's borrowing a proven design and drilled cavities into blocks of pine and Douglas fir and welded metal roofs and other hardware. And I have to say, I saw photos of these these little bee houses, and they almost look like little birdhouses. They're really kind of cute. And they have that kind of a, that, that sort of a A-framed house kind of shape. So I think that's uh, that's great that he's doing his part. So they'll attract more bees? Exactly, they'll attract right. more bees. A, a, a welcoming habitat oh, for nice. the bees to help them out a little bit, give them a little boost. Also want to put in just a quick word about racism. Uh, expert Tom Pettigrew, who is sharing the 2018 Scientific Impact Award recognizing truly influential scholarship. Pettigrew is research professor of social psychology here at UC Santa Cruz. He's being recognized by the Society for Experimental Social Psychology for the Impact of his scholarship. Mm. So good for him. That I hope he's great. hope he's marking the occasion, celebrating. Yeah, fantastic. It's yep. always good to hear about scholars getting awards and being recognized for their work. Just being recognized for the real life impact that their mm -hmm. work has. I think that's gotta be really gratifying and 
like to also uh, kick in uh, some words about a coming attraction for yeah, people to be aware great. of. Got a lot of them coming up. This one is Saturday, June 9th from 1 to 6 p.m. So you would want to set your calendars for that. Uh, want to let you know about the Sammy Showcase. It's one mm-hmm. of the largest student game festivals in the country featuring novel and creative video games and virtual reality or VR games as they call them. Created by undergraduate and graduate students in the world-renowned game design programs at UC Santa Cruz. It's free. It is open to the public, and that takes place at the UC Santa Cruz Silicon Valley campus once again Saturday, June 9th from 1 to 6 p.m., and there will also be a live stream of the event on Twitch, which is uh, the specific address for that one is twitch.tv forward slash UCSCGPM. If you can't be there in person. Awesome. That's, yeah. That sounds like that's going to be very cool. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about an event coming up that sounds super interesting. This one's on uh, on the main campus. The UC Santa Cruz Music Department will present a fully staged production of Mozart's comic fantasy, The Magic Flute, May 31 through June 3 on campus at the Music Center Recital Hall. One of the most beloved works in the operatic canon, it will be sung in German with dialogues and supertitles in English. The UC Santa Cruz production is directed by music lecturer Sheila Willie with assistant professor of music Bruce Kiesling conducting the university orchestra. Isn't that so cool? The orchestra is going to be playing live with the production. It's going to be awesome. The Magic Flute will run from Thursday to Saturday, May 31 to June 2, with shows starting at 7.30 p.m. There will also be a Sunday, June 3, matinee starting at 3 p.m. All performances will take place at the Music Center Recital Hall. Tickets are available now at ucsctickets.com. Great. I'm going to take my kid to that. You should. I'm that just sounds hearing amazing. about this now, but I think it's a shoe and It sounds like a great thing, but I I'm know. talking about the, the matinee one. So, I know. Yeah. That sounds super fun. Okay, so that's it for this week. Happy Memorial Day weekend, everyone. Party on. Do some magic flute practice. Everyone. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Write the book every day. All right. All right. Talk to you later. See you soon.